What's up, coaches? Welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, the most popular podcast on iTunes. Now, see what, what I did there? That's called speaking things into existence. See, you say something out loud enough and you really believe it and it will eventually happen, right? Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that how it works? I think that's how it works. Anyway, thank you for checking us out today on the latest episode of the podcast. Whether you're a D-line coach or just really like hanging out with us because we are generally likable people, well, we're glad you're tuned in. Well, it was an exciting weekend in the world of football, starting with Thursday night, where many of you, I'm sure, watched round one of the NFL draft. We had round two on Friday, and then the later rounds wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, we also had some really exciting football going on on Sunday with the FCS playoffs. Congratulations to Coach Sadiq Haynes, a former guest of the podcast, actually our first, uh, second guest of the podcast ever. Uh, he and the uh, Sam Houston State, my, my hometown, Sam Houston State Bearcats, uh, beat North Dakota beat North Dakota State, and now will play James Madison uh, this next weekend in the uh, semifinals. So really proud of them and, and uh, pulling for the Bearcats for sure. Uh, anyway, going back to the draft, uh, on Thursday night, I hung out with the guys at Our Coaching Network who hosted a draft night happy hour for members. That was a lot of fun getting to chat with those guys, you know, as we watched the, the draft live. And, you know, uh, it's just another benefit of being a member of Our Coaching Network. Now, what is Our Coaching Network? Well, I'm glad you asked. Our Coaching Network is a new football coaching platform connecting coaches from all levels and helping them get better every week. Our Coaching Network has live clinics going off usually at least three nights a week and will have 150 plus hours of high quality live coaching clinics this year with each week's clinics added to a library that can be referred back to at any time in the future. This week will actually feature clinics Monday through Thursday night with topics over the running back play, uh, some counter and GT stuff, route running with your wide receivers, and inside linebacker play. So get on over to Our Coaching Network, create your account for just 50 cents a day, and begin learning and connecting with coaches from all over the country. Now, in today's episode, we talk with my man, Marco Regalado, who knows a thing or two about putting himself out there, promoting himself in such a way that has helped him land two really good gigs in the last calendar year. And we all know that Coach burst on the scene during, during the quarantine last spring with his hilarious TikTok videos and smooth guitar licks. And all right, okay, so maybe you're one of those crusty guys and you don't know what Tic Tac is and the last instrument you played was that little plastic recorder they gave you in fifth grade. Remember that hot cross buns? Well, well guess what? If that's you, you are in luck because our sponsors at Go Edit Graphics have got you covered. Now, here's what Go Edit Graphics does. It allows any coach to create custom graphics in minutes by changing the colors, text, and images to make it their own. So even if you are the coach that won't retire from Coach Regalado's TikTok video, even you can create awesome-looking graphics with GoEdit, all in the comfort of your own home wearing your double-button bike shorts. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. You need a graphic to introduce the new coach you just hired? They got templates for that. You want to promote your schedule for next fall? They have a template for that. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. So if you're looking for a way to promote the awesome things going on in your athletic program, then the team at GoEdit Graphics has got you covered. Subscriptions are for 12 months, and they include unlimited graphics. Now, here's something else that's cool. Mention keep your pads down and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. You can go check them out on Twitter at GoEdit Graphics or visit their website through the link in today's show notes to see examples 
of the awesome graphics coaches have already created. You can also check out our Twitter feed for examples as a lot of our show's graphics were created using GoEdit as well. Showcase your athletes with custom graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. All right, now, as I mentioned already in today's episode, we welcome back a coach who has had a meteoric rise through the coaching ranks thanks to several viral TikTok videos released during the quarantine last year. Of course, I'm talking about Coach Marco Regalado. We had Coach Regalado on uh, about a year ago for, for episode number 56. So if you want to hear his entire bio, I would tell you to go back and catch it in the, in the intro of that episode. I'm assuming many of you listening know most of that. Uh, he's been a Texas high school football coach for the last several seasons uh, until his past winter when he landed his current gig as a recruiting assistant at Washington State under Coach uh, Nick Rolovich. So today we catch up with Coach Regalado and talk to him about what this past year has been like. You know, what exactly is he doing up there in Pullman besides playing the halftime show at the Cougar Spring game? Uh, what advice he has for coaches looking to put themselves out there? Uh, and then we close out with me asking who has the better mustache, Coach Regalado or Washington State legend Gardner Minshew? Now, Coach Regalado had a whole lot going on right now with recruiting, but but I was able to pull him away for about 30 minutes between recruiting calls, and I'm so glad we got to talk. Uh, Coach is the perfect example, I think, of what it means to make your own breaks, meaning you can't just sit back and always play it safe, but you got to be willing to, to, to make yourself vulnerable, put yourself out there, uh, shoot your shot, as the kids say, and see what happens. Now, for you single coaches out there, that is not me endorsing you DMing that Instagram model for a date, okay? Uh, but I do think sometimes we can fall in the trap of worrying too much about what others might think, and we don't take certain risks. So I, you know, I, I respect Coach for being willing to uh, to put himself out there, and it is definitely paid off for him. Anyway, excited for you to hear from Coach Regalado today. So let's get to it. Here is Coach Marco Regalado on episode number one hundred and four of KYP. Coach Ray Lotto, so excited to have you back on the podcast for a second time. I know your schedule is full. Uh, we're getting you right here in between uh, recruiting meetings. So thank you so much for joining us a second time here on KYPD. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, the last time we talked was a little over a year ago. Since then, all right, and, and I know I'm going to miss some things, but you've coached at a 6A school in the Metroplex. Uh, now you're on staff at Washington State. Uh, I think even the last time we talked, we, ta- we talked about you guys about defending the wing tee. You know, you're getting ready to play Ed Couch Elsa the next year and, and defending the slot tee. And now here you are at Washington State uh, working in the recruiting department. Let's talk about what the last year has been like for you. It's definitely been a whirlwind. Um, uh, completely unexpected, um, if I'm saying so, you know, honestly and stuff. I didn't think any of these videos would go viral. I didn't think it kind of project me to that step I took at Eden High School. Definitely didn't think it kind of helped me build these relationships, being the high school recruiting recruiting coordinator at Eden, to be able to make the jump to a Power 5 university. So it's kind of been unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Well, okay, so first of all, um, talk to us about 
you, you know, you go from, you go from, you know, being in the Valley and at a very small school to uh, a much bigger school there in Eaton in the Metroplex, uh, a little more visibility, a little more exposure, but talk to us about how the whole, the, the move from Eaton to Washington state came about. So I definitely wasn't looking for a job. You know, I was very happy to Eaton. I had just kind of told my head coach as well. Like, I don't think I'd ever leave for another high school job. You know, it's, you're in a great area. You're in a great district, competitive. You've got great kids coming in and out. But I had somebody reach out and tell me they saw something on the scoop about uh, Washington State looking for a recruiting assistant. And I just thought, you know, maybe shot the dart, throw my name in the hat. Let's see what happens. And uh, I knew one person on staff, uh, defensive line coach, Coach Longo. So I kind of gave him a slight heads up, like, hey, coach, you know, just, I know we've been talking a lot about recruiting, but I'm going to go ahead and throw my name in the hat for this position. Um, then I ended up getting a call for an interview, um, had my interview, then kind of didn't hear anything back for a couple of days. So I kind of figured, um, it's probably a courtesy interview. Um, but then I get a, a direct message from Coach Rolovich at 10 o'clock at night, like two days or three days after the interview that said, see you in a week. Um, oh, wow. Then the chief of staff called me and we got to work on that. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so, and then you you kind of uh, documented on Twitter your journey from the Metroplex to Pullman, Washington, and and I think we were all kind of following that along there with you and riding those roads with you. Talk about that a little bit because basically you're throwing your life in a U-Haul truck and all that you've ever known. Uh, I'm assuming you've never lived in the state of Washington before. Is that is that right? So, uh, and now you're now you're driving to Washington State, a little bit different than Texas. Definitely a little bit different than uh, Zapata, Texas, where you're from. So talk about what that adjustment's been like from Texas to Washington State. It was it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I like I said, never really lived outside of the state of Texas. I got to drive through a lot of states that I've never been to. Drove through Colorado, through Boise, through Oregon, a little bit through Wyoming. You know, so it took me three days, but I kind of took a scenic route a little bit. Um, drove about nine to ten hours every day, then stopped and slept ate some food, different eateries that people were recommending. So it, it was definitely a, a fun trip to get up there. And then kind of being here, I, I, I'm enjoying the college town environment. It reminds me a lot of home. You know, it's not a big city or anything like that. And it makes me feel comfortable. What, what have, what, what's been one thing? Um, okay. So, you, cause you, you know, again, last year, uh, this past season at Eaton, you're the, the recruiting coordinator. And so you, um, which is something that I do here at Pleasant Grove. And so, you know, as a recruiting coordinator, you're, you're talking with college coaches, you're, you're putting together a prospect list to send out, you're getting on your kids about getting their highlights together and all that. So now you're on the other side of that. And so what, what can you tell us about things you've learned about the sort of the inner workings of the recruiting process from the, from the collegiate side that, that you learned that you didn't know going in? So I have a little bit of college experience being a GA at Kingsville, which is a D2. But I think the thing that's kind of been like most eye-opening to me has been the the difference, you know, not just from D2 to D1, because I saw a little bit how things worked while I was at Texas State, but just the difference in what it is being at a Power 5 university in the Pac-12 like Washington State, the kind of things that are available to you, the resources for the student athletes, for the coaches just compared to the colleges that I've kind of seen and been through, it's that's kind of been the most eye-opening thing, just what's available and um, the resources. 
Yeah, I can imagine that that's a little bit eye-opening. Again, going from, you said you talked about being a GA for a little bit at, at, at Kingsville. Uh, I'm sure the resources available to you at Washington State are a little bit more <laughs> maybe vast than, than maybe at, at A&M Kingsville. No offense to those guys. You guys just wrapped up spring ball, and, and I thought it was cool. I, I, I didn't watch the whole game. Uh, I saw uh, your halftime performance, and I saw that online. And then I saw a couple other little things that Coach Rolovich incorporated into your spring game that, that really, you know, made it less like a traditional spring game. You had the, you know, the opening um, shootout with the deep snappers, you know, instead of a coin toss, which was really cool. Uh, you had cameos from Shooter McGavin, Dikembe Mutombo. You ended the game with a water balloon fight. And, of course, as already mentioned, you had your halftime performance. You know, is that pretty true to the culture Coach Rolovich is building there? And, and you know, how have your players, the, the players that responded to that? They love it. You know, we've all kind of grown into this big family. Um, Coach Rolo's exactly the way he perceives himself. It's not some, you know, facade or anything like that. He's truly a people person who cares, cares about his, his employees, his coaches, cares about his players, cares enough to know, you know, everybody's name knows the parents name their siblings names when everybody's birthdays is like he just cares um and i think it shows and he likes to do things that are fun and different and i think that's what kind of separates us from any other university i don't think that there's anybody out there that's remotely close to coach rolovich yeah because you know it, it's it's kind of like like us football coaches whether it's a spring game, it's a scrimmage, whatever it is, like that's kind of like once you step onto those lines, you know, you step in between those sidelines, it kind of becomes sacred. And so to be able to have some enough confidence in yourself and maybe some self-awareness to not take yourself too seriously and say, hey, spring ball is a grind, right? Anybody who's gone through it, it's a grind. Um, you know, everyone's hyped up on day one, but man, it, it really can take a toll on you. So to be able to you know, to incorporate some things like that, you know, some out-of-the-box things um, with, you know, like I said, with the deep snappers, with the with the water balloon fight. Um, th that's, a, that's a pretty cool deal. Now, I want to talk about your performance specifically. How did that come about? Um, you know, Rolo knows that I play guitar. You know, I've played guitar for him before. It's kind of, it's all over social media. But when we were kind of sitting down planning what we were going to do for the spring game, he just kind of popped in his head. He's like, you know what? Mark was going to do the halftime show. We're going to hook him up. He's going to play for a stadium. It's going to be awesome. So, you know, you don't say no. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Play the halftime show. What was on the, uh, what was on the set list for the halftime show? How many songs did you play? How did you come up with that? Uh, what, what, yeah. What, what, what would, what went into to making the set list for the halftime performance of the Washington state spring game? I imagine Red Dirt Music's not a really popular genre up there in, in Pullman. So what would you have to go back to the uh, to, to some other roots there? What, what was that like? So uh, we only had an eight-minute halftime. So I really didn't – I only played a song. You know, uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to play. Originally, I was going to play some George Strait. It was raining. So I called an audible, and I played uh, – have you ever seen the rain by Credence Clearwater Revival? And I think it was Solid. it. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the response from the from the fans once you got done playing? Uh, yeah, I got some cheers. Got a lot of positive feedback. Um, it's different. I've never played in a stadium before. There's a lot of reverb, so it's like you're playing and singing, and then it's coming right back at you from the other side of the stadium. 
So it's uh, you have to really concentrate because you're hearing yourself three different times to kind of focus and channel in on, okay, this is actually where I'm at. Um, but overall, it was a pretty cool experience. Like I said, I got a lot of positive feedback. It was a lot of fun on my part. Like I said, never played in a stadium before. Yeah, absolutely. And again, and I know you mentioned this, or you, you put this on, on your social media post with that picture. Mm-hmm. Like, like who, who could have imagined that 12 months ago uh, that, that you would be doing that right there? Um, now now let's, let's talk about this. Talk to us about what your specific role is at Washington state. You wake up in the morning. What's a, what's a typical day like look like for you? So I wake up in the morning. Uh, we usually, you know, we'll get to the office and we already kind of know we get in there. We're either putting in evaluations from the day before, um, just kind of getting things ready. Um, we usually have a staff meeting every day and then that staff meeting will, kind of touch up on what we're doing that day, what we're doing the rest of the week, things we need to talk about. Um, it's kind of going on practice that day. Things are going on recruiting. Um, then once we break from there, uh, go back to the office and it's kind of a, a similar, similar thing. We, we build watch lists. We eval kids. We uh, scour through prospect sheets. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we do take time to, we'll go out to practice because it's also kind of important, you know, we have to be involved in that to be able to see, you know, personnel wise, we are in a player personnel department to see what we have personnel wise, um, where are spots that we need to improve, where are spots that we're okay. So we do get, we do go out to practice and experience those types of things. Um, but the big thing is just, trying to find players that we can put through the pipeline that our position coaches and coordinators can evaluate. I've talked about this a lot in, in the last, I guess, few weeks uh, on the kind of the, in the introduction uh, of, of the podcast here uh, with us being sponsored by go at graphics, just about the importance of coaches promoting themselves. And I, and that like, that sounds so arrogant and shallow and all those things. But I, I think that, you know, you're a prime example of, what can happen when someone promotes themselves in the right way? What, what advice would you give to coaches who uh, maybe don't know how to do that or trying to do that, trying to, to quote unquote, and I don't even like this phrase, but I'll just use it because everyone I think is familiar with it, building their own brand, you know, putting themselves out there. What advice would you give to coaches who are looking to do that? Main thing is just being yourself. Uh, you know, don't try to be something you're not, of course be yourself and you kind of have to take that leap of faith sometimes and, you know, not be afraid of putting yourself out there. You know, it wasn't something that I calculated that was going to happen. It wasn't something that had been in the works or anything like that. You know, I've just always kind of been myself and, uh, you know, whether it's uploading music, you know, uploading videos of me playing guitar or, you know, I had done a little funny video skits like that before. I just think it was just in the right context during the pandemic with the right audience seeing it. Um, it was just like the stars aligned and it, it happened. Um, but like I said, that wasn't me reaching or trying to be somebody that I'm not. And anybody that I've met before, anybody that's known me, anybody that I've talked to could say, you know, that's just, that's Marco. You know, he's not, it's not, you know, obviously they're characters or parodies that I do in the video, but that's, that's just who I am. Where, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? And, and, and if, how how has that answer changed? If I were to ask you that same question a year ago, you know, I'm sure your answer now is is, is drastically different. So where do you see yourself in five years? It's 
funny because I've been asked that question. I used to be a five-year plan guy. I had everything lined out and just I've kind of thrown that out the window <laughs> as of uh, probably about a year ago. You know, I, at first I was really focused on I wanted to be an athletic director, head football coach or coordinator. Um, then when I got to Eden, I really liked what I was doing, just being a position coach, and recruiting coordinator, uh, building all these relationships with other coaches and college coaches, expanding my network. So I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I, I'm not even in a rush to be a coordinator. I'm not in a rush to be a head football coach. I'm really enjoying being a position coach. And then, you know, this opportunity presents itself. And now I don't know, you know, I'm just going to continue to show up to work every day and do a great job. And, you know, I do have that itch. I'd love to get back on the field one day. Hopefully that happens. But if I just stayed in player personnel, really wouldn't hate that or be upset with that. I, I really love and enjoy recruiting and the recruiting side of things. Um, I like that I do football all day. So I definitely would like in the next five years to keep coaching, you know, uh, college football. But you never know. Like I said, at this point, it's really hard to plan things five years ahead. I just kind of take it day by day. <laughs> I think that you're a great example of work hard, be yourself, do the best that you can do where you are, and and things tend to work out for you. Like you said, you know, you said it multiple times about the, the job with Eaton and then also with Washington State. Those weren't necessarily things that that you were pursuing, but because of the work that you were doing and that you know putting yourself out there those those opportunities came came your way and and I think that's great advice again now that you're on the on the college side of things what advice would you give to guys like me who are, are those recruiting coordinators at their high schools now that you've you know you've you've been on that side of it and you're you're tracking down kids you're trying to find information on kids what advice would you give to us just be persistent um be persistent and build relationships persistence um is important because you know as a college coach you're getting hundreds of DMs a day, thousands of DMs a day at certain times. And those DMs, like, let's say as a coach, you send a DM, you know, by 10 minutes, if you're getting one of those times where you're getting a lot, that just keeps going down the list and it's really hard to keep track of. So being persistent, you know, and it's not every five minutes, but every couple of days, Hey coach, just a reminder, we had a chance to check out, you know, my prospect sheet or check out my kids. And sometimes that's just a reminder we need, and then we'll check it out. Um, and then the relationships, um, you know, there was a lot of times as a high school coach where if I'm reaching out to a college coach, I'm not just telling him like, Hey, uh, these are my kids. Um, I need you to evaluate them. I'm just, how, how's your day? How are you doing? How's your family? How are you liking things at this such, such university, you know, and that's really what's going to carry you further building those relationships, building that trust. So when it does come time to it and you send that player and you're like, coach, this is a guy for you, you have, you know, and you have that mutual trust and it really works in your favor. Yeah. Great advice. Again, it all comes down to relationships, which is kind of like what you said with coach Rolovich, who does a great job of that uh, from, from, from the, uh, you know, what it sounds like. All right, we're going to close out. I know you, I know you're busy. You got to go. Uh, you got to go, but I want to, I want to close out with a few rapid fire questions really quick. So you are in, uh, awesome. you're in the land, you're in the land of, um, Garner Minshew, he's the man up there. Minshew mania. He's known for his mustache. You got a, you got a nice solid beard right now. And it's nice and lined up. You look good. 
But if you ever decided just to go with the mustache, who ha- who would have the better mustache, you or Minshew? Right now, let's 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 hear what you got. I just had this conversation with one of our players the other day. I think I'd have you know I got it's a pretty it's got a lot of volume to it. It's pretty beefy, but I just look like a stern dad. Uh, <laughs> I would just have a mustache and see Minshew's got that magic where it's like, yeah, he can rock it. I mean, like I said, I can probably have a good mustache. It just wouldn't have the same effect. <laughs> have you have you had a chance to meet him yet? Not yet. I'm hoping, you know, someday in the future, he hope that stops by. That'd be pretty awesome to meet yeah. that guy. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've talked music before. I know you're a big Red Dirt music fan. So here's what I want to hear of your, if, if, if you, I don't know if you have Spotify or not, but like if, if we were to look at your Spotify, your top five uh, most played, most frequently played uh, Red Dirt musicians or bands, who would they be? And it'd just be full of a bunch of Luke Combs. But the funny thing, as of recent, because, you know, the staff came from Hawaii and a lot of them are, you know, from the island. I've actually been getting into a lot of their music and uh, people like uh, Maloy, The Green, Kaloi Kai, like the closest thing to country that that I've heard. Well, yeah, a lot of steel guitar in both. Right. So that's that's kind of the uh, I guess the the similarities there. Uh, as far as that goes. Okay, so let, let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about eating places in Pullman. What have been some places that you found to be maybe your favorite spots to grub so far? Oh, man, there's I've found tons. You know, there's the Cougar Country Inn, which is the local burger place, and, and they got good burgers, great shakes. The fries are good. They got a lot of different selections there. Um, there's a taco truck in town called Taqueria Los Torres. Really good Mexican food. Uh, it's probably the closest to home that I've had in a, in a little bit. Um, no, there's a couple good barbecue places. There's a place called Zoe's. has really good brunch. Chicken and waffles are off the chain. Um, just went there last night, had some eggs Benedict. Money. Um, shoot, I could be here all day. There's tons of great places to eat. Oh, the land. They got this... Uh, Nashville hot chicken sandwich, Whew. really good. And every th- everywhere here, you get fry sauce. It's like a combination of mayo and ketchup. That's just a norm thing here for your fries. Huh. All right. Okay. All right. It's a little different, but I can I can dig it. Okay. Speaking of home, you brought up home. If I could overnight you some food item from any restaurant in the state of Texas and send it to you right now, what would it be? What am I sending you? That's tough. That's tough. Just depends on what kind of uh, you know food I want. If it's Mexican food, it's definitely coming from back home. But if it was barbecue, it'd be behind barbecue in Fort Worth. And if it's just a fast food joint, just because I haven't had it in a minute, it'd be Whataburger. Yeah, I figured Whataburger would be in there. Um, but yeah, okay. So that, that's all fair. So now, uh, as we get ready to look forward to this, this, this next football season, it's going to be the first football season for you in a long time that you're not on the sideline of a Texas high school a football game. So talk about like one or two things that you're going to miss the most about being on a sideline uh, on a Friday night in Texas for high school football. Looks like we're going to be back to, you know, full capacity, you know, all those things are as, as close to normal as we've seen in a while. So what, what are you going to miss the most? I think for me and just particularly me, I'm going to miss being an on the field coach. You know, those relationships you build when you're a high school coach are forever. You know, I've still talked to a lot of my, athletes that I coached a long time ago that are getting ready to graduate and stuff like that. 
Um, but for the most part, the funny thing is, you know, Texas high school football is eerily similar in everything we do to college football. You know, it's, it's a very, it's very, uh, professional the way we run things, you know, everybody dresses professionally, everybody's in headsets. Um, you get both got bands, you got cheerleaders and stuff like that. So I'm really curious to see if being on the sideline on a Saturday night is going to be how similar it's going to be to a Friday night game. Yeah. And, and I know you got to get out of here. I would love to talk to you about your schedule. Cause I know it's going to be really unique and, and to be in some awesome places there in the PAC 12, get to be in some great stadiums and a part of a great rivalry there with, with, with Washington and, uh, really just being some being some unique game environments. But we'll save that for, for on down the road. Coach, thank you so much again for squeezing, squeezing us in today. And if you need a, a Texas high school team to adopt now that you're there, up there in Washington State, you know the Pleasant Grove Hawks will we'll take you as a fan. And uh, we'll, have to send, we'll have to send you some gear. But again, thank you so much, Coach. And, and you know, it's, it's great to see one of us, a, a Texas high school football coach, uh, off doing his thing and making us proud and, and, and doing a great job of representing us. So thank you so much for for all of the things that you've done and for joining us today. Thanks again to Coach Regalado for making some time to talk with us today. Don't you know they love having that dude on staff up there at Washington State? Uh, anyway, really proud of him. And if you're a high school football coach, especially a Texas high school football coach, then you got to be pulling for Coach. And, and I know he's going to keep making us proud and doing big things up there uh, in Pullman. So really excited to see what his future holds for him. Uh, anyway, if you've been living under a rock and don't follow Coach Regalado on Twitter, then you definitely need to do so. You can find him on Twitter at Coach Regalado, at Coach R-E-G-A-L-A-D-O. And if you got some dudes on your team, then don't be bashful about sliding into those DMs. But remember, be persistent, but don't be annoying, guys, okay? All right. Our quote of the day goes like this. Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. And that's a wrap for us this week. But don't worry, we'll be right back here next week for episode number 105. So subscribe now. Have a great week. And keep your pads down. <laughs>